0: All right, we're live. AJ Bennett, thank you so much, sir, for joining the conversation today. Yeah, no problem, man. So you are an old teammate of mine. We used to play AAU basketball together, but since then we've also been uh, really close friends. We've kept in touch over the years, and I thought you'd be a really good person to have on the podcast today to talk not only about you know your experience with basketball, you know we played alongside each other, but also what you're now doing with your training um, and giving back to the younger generations of the game of basketball. Um, It's really, um, it's a pleasure to have you to join today, sir. Oh yeah. No worries, man. Anytime, anytime for my splash, brother. (laughs) (laughs) So we, we met back, um, we, we first touched base. We met back in our junior year of high school. Um, But your story really started before that. And I, I saw a lot of the elements in your game and, and also in your demeanor and how you approach the game, um, similar to that of, of me personally, um, one of the things that, that I really took notice in you, your, you and um, your history is that you were overlooked and you were doubted um, from other coaches, but you never let that really define who you were as an athlete and who you were as a person. And most importantly, you kept working on yourself and developing your game. And you are by far the greatest shooter that I've ever played with. And so um, that's how I wanted to jump into the conversation today on, on a pretty heavy note, but explain to me, you know, your mindset when others have you know, questioned your abilities or have placed doubt, even though, you know, that you've put in the time and, and you've put in the work personally.
1: All right. That's a good question. Um, so honestly, um, whenever, uh, whenever, Tough situations happen to me like that. You know, I always tell myself uh, to do what I love, right? Like, I never try to focus on, you know, doing it for other people. I do it for myself. So ever since I, I was born, um, my first word was ball. Like, I've always loved basketball. And, you know, I always told myself whether it's in a rec league or playing in the NBA or whatever, like, I just want to hoop in, you know, until I – I always
0: say ball until I fall, you
1: know, just yeah. do it for me. Yep,
0: Absolutely. And I think what's really important about your story is that um, you you always return to the hard work. I, I know I would witness this when we played alongside each other. Um, but it, it just seemed like no matter what other people would say, it's you, know, you would always put, put the work in first and let the, the actions do the talking for yourself. And that was something that I always found admirable um, in, in your character. Um, is that something that you kind of grew into or is that something that was instilled in you or how did that come to be for you personally?
1: Um, so honestly, that was instilled in me from my father. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, you, you can honestly see that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if it wasn't for him, um, you know, I probably wouldn't really understand like what it took like for hard work. Cause what I um, appreciate the most from him is it was more than just basketball. Like he told yeah. me, you know, good, hardworking habits uh, in the classroom too. Cause you know, that's my main focus right now, but um, yeah, I would say my dad and, you know, if I had to look up to, you know, a celebrity, it would obviously be Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, yeah. His mentality just always drove me to be great. So.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um. You want to talk about you know your dad, he, who was also a, a really good mentor to me, still to this day. Um, you know what specifically? You know from a young age, what did he want to share with you when it comes to the sport? Um, so he always uh
1: he always told me to just you know again I care about whatever people think, and you know he always told me to be confident, and um, he would always say like the minute that you let someone else take your confidence away from you, then, you know, that's when you're defeated. But, yeah, he was like, you know, the key isn't, uh, you know, to score the most amount of points or, you know, to, um, you know, have all the flashy highlights and stuff. He was like, the key is just every time you get out on the floor to just give your 100% effort and yeah. just leave it at that.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good point, touching on – you never let, never let anyone take the confidence away from the time that you put in. And and that was something actually that I was going to ask specifically switching gears here. Can you touch on your connection between your mental confidence and what seems to be like the, the level of work that you put in? Because I know of, of all the guys that I've played with, if there's someone who did have confidence in their shot, it was you. Um, and, and that, having that sense, that sense of confidence in your own game, you know, allowed others to be comfortable when they played around you. So could you just touch on that and is confidence for you, is that something that you have to build or is that an element that is innate to your character or how did you really, I guess my question is, how did you build your confidence over the years in developing your game?
1: Um. Yeah. So, uh, Obviously, confidence uh, from a basketball standpoint that just comes from consistency, right? So, right. you know, I'm sure, you know, as a shooter, like you got to put up shots and put in the work uh, to build that muscle memory and confidence, right? But, um, another thing that really helped me is just to care less. Like, I feel like, you know, as time went on and I grew older, uh, what really grew my confidence on the court was like just not caring, like, yeah. you know. I'm not saying not caring as, in, you know, just doing whatever out there. But I'm just saying, like, to the standpoint where it's like you're just relaxed out there because when you just put all these unnecessary thoughts into your mind, you know, it can really have an effect on your play. Right.
0: Absolutely. It's It's a form of release where you're not really focused on the outcome. You're more just focused on the game. And you're not worried about makes or misses, I think is what you're trying to say and just letting the game come to you, let it come naturally, and just playing. Yep. If, um, you know, I, I think this would be a really good good time to talk about this, is, you know, your history. So you started um, – I know a little bit about, like, your background in terms of, you know, your high school experience, but if you want to touch on um, after high school, after our senior year of high school, um, you then tried to play college basketball. Um, do you want to touch on that and touch on your experience there and, and what you learned from that? Yeah. So, um, uh, the first college I went to was Northern
1: Kentucky. Um, I'm sure a lot of people know they're a division one school. Uh, I just went there just for education purposes and I saw the opportunity to, you know, try to walk on and, you know, obviously I was telling myself, well, you know, it wouldn't hurt to try. Yeah. So, um, you know, I tried, uh. You know, um, I tried by getting myself in a habit, uh, waking up early every morning. So this was like a week before the tryouts. I would force myself to get up at 5am or 4am every day just to get my body used to getting up shots early in the morning. Cause our tryout was actually at 6am, uh, <laughs> on the day that it was posted, um, so, yeah, I just uh, got myself ready for that. And then when I showed up, um, I didn't play the best basketball that I wanted to. Um, but even if I did, I still feel like the coaches weren't going to give me a time of day because they cut everyone besides one 6'11 guy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I just felt like, you know, at that point, it's like, you could have just said, like, if you're not over 6'5", then just don't come.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I guess in that – in trying out for the team, was was there anything that also helped, like, you realize that maybe that was what you wanted to do or what you didn't want to do? Or, you know, aside from the sport itself, what did, what did you learn about yourself coming out of that experience?
1: Um, I mean, honestly, I was pretty down on myself just because um, – you know, I put so much time and energy into the game. It's like, it was like, why does it feel like nothing is going my way? Like high school, yeah. you know, didn't go my way and now college isn't going my way. But I realized, you know, you know, I never lost my love for the game, but I was like, man, maybe I just need to do something a little different instead of yeah, chasing the same thing that everyone else is chasing. So yeah. I just told myself, like, you know, I did a little research on stuff and, I was like, you know what, you know, maybe I could uh, look into sports psychology and stuff. But honestly, with my training
0: business, uh, that just naturally happened. I didn't even plan that. Yeah. So t- tell me tell me a little bit about that. And that's that's the beauty, you know, of, of getting to know you is that you're very fluid. You're very flexible. Um, and this is something that I, I really wanted to talk to you about today is is your training for the younger generation and and teaching younger guys the skills and the mentality that they need for the game and so touch on that like touch on you know making the bridge making the jump from you know from college and then trying to to start a business from the ground up and and coach younger guys
1: yeah so um yeah I'll just start from the beginning so like you know my training business has started uh during COVID during the pandemic um I was just honestly just looking for somewhere to hoop, like, because, you know, all the hoops were uh, taken down. Yeah. Um, So since I have connections with, uh, you know, Lamont Tillman at New Covenant, he opened a a gym for me. And uh, I just started getting up shots in there and just posted it on my story. Just me getting up shots and going through drills, just doing what I love to do as normal. And then. I had one of my friends come and I just randomly, uh, we just went to a workout together. And, uh, then from there, he was just like, you know, I got a couple other friends. I would probably enjoy this workout. And then before I knew it, I was just getting all these people coming and, I was <laughs> like, you know, okay, I guess I could do a business out of this. Yeah. So, um, and then it just blew up from there. But, uh, what I always tell my clients is um I, I try to teach them the same thing that my dad taught me. Like,
0: it's yeah. more than just
1: basketball, you know. Right. That's why I always tell them, like, you can talk to me about more than just how many points you scored in a game. Like, you know, some of my clients were kind of embarrassed to talk to me because things didn't go well for them in high school or in college. And I'm like, hey, like You know, it can't be any worse than what I went through. So, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's part of the reason why I love your story is that, you know, you never you never let it defeat you. And now look at what you're doing. Right. You're you're sharing that positivity. You're sharing what you've learned from the game. And honestly, like your vantage point of maybe not being, you know, super successful within the sport, you know, not going division one, not being, you know, semi-professional or professional. You know, maybe that helps in a sense to understand the game, and and to see it from the other side the way you have. Um, do you do you think so, or would you agree? Or you know what what's what's your perspective on you know having gone through the difficulties that you've had to get to where you are now? Yeah, honestly, I have I
1: have no regrets of anything. Yeah,
0: happened. Like
1: I'm honestly glad that it all happened the way it did. Right. Because um, you know like. Yeah, when I was younger and stuff, I never really understood like why things kept happening to me and stuff. But, you know, now that I see, like, as we're getting older, like, I'm seeing a, a handful of people that, you know, have transferred to, like, five different schools at this point. Wow. And, like, you know, they're struggling to get their uh, education together and might not even have, you know, the potential to get into graduate schools and stuff. So wow, I was just kind of thinking, like, you know, like, maybe, you know, because I always tell myself uh, God has a plan for everything, you know. Right. So, you know, it it, it was tough in the situation, but, you know, and now that I look at it now, I'm just like, you know, that, that's
0: the best thing that could have happened to me. Yeah, and uh, you probably have a now that you're a little bit removed, I guess, from you know trying to be on a Division One team. You probably have a whole lot of you know clarity and a sense of maturity when guys will come to you in a similar situation where maybe they've been overlooked. And what what do you tell someone that's been overlooked or is struggling? You know, maybe they're struggling with the skill set that they wanted to develop, or they're struggling with their coaches. You know, not taking notice in their game. You know, what is your advice to those guys now?
1: Uh, I would say uh, to just keep going. Like, first, I would say to never, ever let a coach or another man um, take your confidence away from you. Yeah. And, you know, I would just say if do it because you love it. Don't do it to impress anybody else. Don't do it, um, you know, to impress a coach. Don't do it to, like, just do it for you. and. Right. Yeah, Because at the end of the day, that's, you know, that's all that matters is just
0: having fun at the end of the day. Yeah. No, I think that's a really important, um, you know, really important perspective. I saw something earlier today actually that said, if if you're doing things that you enjoy doing, then you shouldn't have to explain it to anyone. Like it shouldn't have to make sense to anyone else if it makes sense to you, if you're doing what you enjoy. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, transitioning here, you know, back to, to your training and what you're doing currently. Um, what's, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of different athletes that you're working with at a bunch of different stages of their development, but you know, what's the most rewarding aspect in your day to day when you're training these guys? Um,
1: you know, I I just, you know, it's no better feeling than, um, training someone and, having them call me and, you know, tell me that, you know, they want to get extra work in or that uh, whenever they succeed um, with their basketball things, they always say, thank you. Like, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Like, that's probably one of the best feelings I could ever have. Like this Christmas break, I had a handful of people that came back from college uh, that were asking me to train them. They were like, you know, I'm going through a lot of hard stuff right now with college ball not going my way. But yeah, you know, they were still like, hey, I'm trying to get in the gym. I'm like, all right, let's go. So, yeah.
0: Wow. When it comes to – so something that, that I was a little curious about is when it comes to motivation and when guys come to you and maybe they're a little down on themselves, where do you – where do you summon the courage? Where do you summon the motivation to – sort of sort of shed that onto other guys like how does it you know happen for you and then you know being a trainer you got to be naturally you know you, you got to be ready to go like you have to always be on and prepared and and wanting to put in the work with these guys at all hours of the day so where does it where does it start for you personally uh honestly
1: I mean I really couldn't even tell you because like <laughs> because it's just, it's like, it's just so natural to me. Like, okay. I don't even have plans, honestly, when I, like, do drills and stuff. It just naturally just comes to mind. You don't even think of it, right? Yeah, like, it's just like, it either just naturally comes to mind or it's the same stuff that my dad had me going through all these years. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Well, if it doesn't feel like work, then that's beautiful. It's that's definitely something that you can tell that you're enjoying doing and you look forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: why I always, uh, uh, say to people, like, you know, you know, like money doesn't bring happiness, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you could like, say, I, I just quit what I was doing and just say I wanted to be a doctor just or a lawyer just to make a lot of money. Like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing that. I'm just yeah. saying if you don't enjoy it, then it's like, you know, what's the point? Like,
0: yeah. What good is your time? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a really healthy perspective to have. Um, especially at your age, dude, what you are what 22, 21, and you already know that. And there's, you know, like you said, not to discredit anyone, but you know, there's people out there that are much older that are still working, you know, and they're maybe in careers that they don't really fully love. And, yeah, I think that's a really healthy perspective to have, especially at your age when, you know, you got the whole world in front of you, um, and you're just trying to figure it out right now. So, very sure. cool. Um, one of the things that I was going to ask is, you know, when you're when you're training younger guys, um, and they're looking up to you in in sort of this um, guidance role that you're sort of a mentor. Um, what are some of the aspects that you try to encourage? And I know you touched on this with your dad, who also, you know, was a really good mentor to me personally in fostering my own game. But um, how – what do you want to pass down to these younger guys that you're training now, aside from the physical aspects of basketball? Um,
1: what I would say is, you know, if you get in a tough situation um, – in life, I would just say to keep going and not quit. And the reason why I'm saying that, um, I know you said not related to basketball, but um, it kind of relates to basketball. So yeah. <laughs> it all does, yeah. All right, all right. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, um, I would say that just because I know I said I have no regrets, but if there's one thing I could do over is um, in high school, I would have just stayed at one school and i have jumped from school to school to school thinking something different would have happened. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of people, um, a lot of people go through that. Like when adversity comes, you know, it's easy to just run away from it, right. Instead of facing it and fixing it right there and right there yeah. and then. Yeah. So, you know, I would definitely advise for them to, um, you know, just keep pushing through anything that they're going through that's difficult.
0: Taking the adversity on the chin and and really, like, facing up to it rather than running away from it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely... I can definitely attest to that, to to what your dad would would instill in us when we were playing. And, um, you know, a lot of times, I think that that actually really presented itself pretty well because a lot of times we would be undersized and, you know, we would... I mean, a lot of the games that we ended up winning, we, were, we weren't winning the whole time, you know. So sure. there there are a lot of moments where there's, like, you have the option to bail out and you don't. And you kind of just move forward and you keep pushing through. And when times get tough, that makes you want to go even further and go harder and, and play better. Just be better, simply, simply put. So, yeah, I definitely uh, could see how you could instill that in the younger guys that you're trying to train now. Um, You know, in terms of skill set and creating guys, you know, and really helping to develop their skills, what are the things that you emphasize? Is it shooting? Is it ball handling? Is it defense? Is it all of it? Or, you know, what are the things that you're trying to teach, you know, the kids that you're working with right now? Um, You know, I would say the biggest thing that
1: I would try to teach them is, you know, it's not really specifically a specific uh, aspect of the game, it's just like, you know, I always tell them, like, if we're going to put this work in, like, you want to get 1% better every single day, right, so it's like, there's no point in us doing it, as my dad would always tell me, there's no point in doing it like a drill, right, you know, it's no point in just going through the motions, because you want to go so hard and so intense during your workouts that when you get in the game, everything just slows down. Exactly, I can remember
0: him saying that. It'll All feel right. like slow motion.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I I definitely remember him talking about that, and you know, you want to go at the point where you're probably running guys through drills where at times it's probably incredibly uncomfortable. You know, the speed of play, and, and that's something that that I noticed. You know, as I exited the sport, is that. The speed of, at which guys play, it gets so incrementally faster year after year, whether it's at the high school level, and then you're at, you know, college level or NAIA or whatever. It just – the game gets so quicker and quicker. And so how do you guys – or how do you help, you know, the athletes that you're working with, how do you help them adjust to the speed of play? Um, So I, I just try to make them
1: uncomfortable.
0: Like, yeah. Because-
1: the kids is to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So, mm. I just, uh, like, at the end of all of my workouts, I have this super intense uh, defensive drill, and uh, pretty much all of my clients hate it. <laughs> but well, we do it every single time. And, and they you know, know it's had, coming. Yeah, man. I've had people throw up, and... <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It, it it gets pretty intense, but... um. You know, it, it definitely helps them to get in shape. So when they get in the game, it's just easy.
0: What do you What do you have them doing? You have them doing like wall sits into like a slide, or what are they doing? Um, so it's kind of
1: like a closeout drill into constant defensive slides back and forth. Ooh. Like it's it's kind of hard to like verbally explain, but sounds
0: like a lot of fun though. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> oh, um, you know where where do you think? You know, I know you touched on, you know, wanted to go to grad school. I know you've, you've told me about that, you know, off the podcast and, you know, you've talked a little bit about your future to me and, you know, I'm super excited for what the future has in store for you. Um, when it comes to training though, and and what you're doing with your business right now, where do you want to take that in terms of like next couple of years or what's the horizon look like for you right now? Yeah. Right. Um,
1: so right now, um, Right now, I'm applying to graduate schools for sports psychology. And um, I actually got accepted into three schools so far. But uh-huh. I'm still waiting just to see what else I get. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I want to be a sports psychologist. Um, so I want to just talk to athletes about the mental aspect of the game. Yeah. Uh, hopefully get to the point where I can talk to, you know, NBA players and, you know, some of the best players in the world. Hopefully I can get to that point. But um, I would say my ultimate goal is to have my own private practice and, uh, like, have my own gym where I can train people and have my own personal office where I can talk to athletes one-on-one. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's, a, that's an awesome vision to have. Where, what's the, the journey look like then? So you're going to go to grad school. Um, in terms of what do you have to know, and what are the the accolades that you have to, or the prerequisites, I guess, um, in order to choose that profesh- profession? You know, what do you have to do in terms of your stepping stones to get there? Um, so first, I have to get my uh,
1: master's degree. Wow. For psychology, and then after that, I have to get what's called a CMPC to be a certified mental performance coach. Okay. Um, so I have to um, take the test for that. And then after I get that, um, I should – I'm um, legally able to, like, have my own private practice. But um, I'm actually going to wait and see if it is absolutely necessary for me to go back for my PhD with oh, what God. I want to do. But uh, oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, for right now, I'm just uh, – going to get my master's first and then I'll see
0: Wow and so for that master's program how many years will you be you know studying sports psychology um so the master's program is uh, two years two years typically okay wow yeah. and then you said you mentioned you might go might return to get a PhD or that's kind of up in the air still or yeah
1: like I wouldn't mind
0: doing it it's not the fact like I don't want to do it it's if I need to do it. I see. Yeah. Wow. Do you know, in, like, I guess alongside of this, would you have to shadow other athletes or other practices as well? Or, um, how, how else would you like immerse yourself within the industry and in understanding more about how this typically takes place or, you know, how these conversations go, um, between the, the doctor or the athlete themselves?
1: Um, yeah. So I would have to, Do an internship by uh, shadowing like other sports psychologists and uh, just have a feel of what it's like to be one and uh, just have an understanding of um, like some of the concepts that they do when they talk to other people and athletes. And um, yeah, it'll definitely take a couple of years for me to um, get to exactly where I want to be with my private practice.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think are when, let's say like an athlete were to come down and, and sit across from you, what are some of the topics that they're coming to you for? Like, you know, maybe some of the similar things that we, we had already touched on, like confidence issues or playing time, maybe coaching issues that they have where there's like discrepancies or maybe they feel misunderstood or overlooked. Like, what are some of those big ticket items that you would be, you know, helping them to, to work through? Um, yeah,
1: so, uh, since I'll be a mental toughness coach, um, you know, there, there's a whole lot of players out here that lack confidence or, um, you know, there's a lot of people that have other outside issues that affect their playing style. Like, for instance, I'm not sure if you know who, uh, Josh Primo is. Um, he played, he used to play for the San Antonio Spurs, um, but he was recently uh, away from the NBA because of mental issues that he went through. Um, um, they were actually, yeah, uh, you know, it was pre- it was pretty nasty. But you know, a lot of people got a lot of stuff going on, so I just want to be him. Yeah. Wow, I,
0: I, yeah, definitely believe in that mission and, and helping, you know, helping guys, health and athletes get back on their feet. Um, so yeah, that's that's really cool and. It sounds like that's definitely, you know, your calling, man. Um, everything, you know, with your history in high school, knowing you then and, you know, knowing your passion for the game now, um, it just seems like a really natural fit for what you want to do professionally. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. So last question I got for you here is, you know, it, really you've already answered it and something that I thought was, you know, really important to ask, but, you know, long-term – what does the future, you know, basketball or otherwise have in store for you? So, you know, I know you touched on wanting to be a sports psychologist, but do you want to also train, train guys at the same time? Or, you know, what, what does uh, your dream state look like in terms of what you want to do? Maybe 10 years out. Oh yeah. um, I definitely want to keep training people if I can. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's definitely ultimate goal. Um, but, um, yeah, with basketball, you know, I just I just want to keep having fun until, you know, I get old enough to the point that I can't move anymore, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, cool, man. I appreciate it, dude. This has been a pleasure. Um, best of luck in all of your endeavors, whether it's training, whether it's, you know, going to grad school. Um, are you going to be here? In the, you said you got three three potential avenues right now in terms of schools. Um, pending more, you know, do you think you'll be in Ohio or where do you think you'll end up being for grad school? Um, so I would say,
1: so actually the first uh, school I got accepted to was uh, Miami of Ohio. Okay. Awesome. So, um, honestly, I don't know. Cause I have, I'm still waiting on Kentucky. Um, I'm still waiting on Tennessee and uh, North Carolina Greensboro and Florida State, so I'm kind of scattered all over the place. But um, I think when it comes down to it, uh, if I had to choose, it'll probably I would probably stay in Ohio just for the most part. But I, yeah. I definitely know that my dad wants me to stay here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> love that guy. Love that yeah. dude. <laughs> well, AJ Bennett, I appreciate your time, sir. Um, love what you're doing. Love that you're still found, you know, purpose within the game of basketball and that you're, you know, you're waking up and you're helping people um, and that you had the mission to keep helping people on um, the rest of your days here on the planet. So um, with that, you know, I really appreciate your time, dude.